Hi and welcome to the Two Dogs Podcast. My name's Kevin Hillier. This is part two of our finals memories as we head towards the 2021 Grand Final when uh, the Doggies will take on the Demons in Perth. In part two, coming up, you will hear from Troy Dixon, man who was one of the stars of our finals campaign in 2016, which led, of course, to that uh, memorable Grand Final day. And the other man you'll hear is Dale Morris. I don't really need to say much about Dale, do I, in terms of where he sits in the uh, the echelons of our football club. But, of course, he was part of the 2008, 9 and 10 preliminary finals and final series that we went through as well. So let's uh, relive those moments. And, of course, uh, more importantly, let's uh, put the cherry on top of the cake and relive the 2016 grand final with Dale Morris, with Tori Dixon and with you here on the Two Dogs podcast. We start uh, with uh, that early memories of uh, the uh, 2008, 9 and 10 campaign with the great Dale Morris. I know we yep. can do this. We can do this easier because of the 2016 win, because if we were to go back yep. and look at the three preliminary finals of 8, 9 and 10 without having mm. a premiership medal in your draw would be, would be much harder. Is that how you feel about it when you look back on it? I probably wouldn't have been able to get on the phone with you to talk about the 8, 9 and 10 because um, there are definitely some heartbreaking uh, games in there. They all are, but there's one in particular that hurts the most out of those three and that would be 2009. So to not uh, be able to pull through in 2016, and it, to be honest, it still is quite hard to uh, to talk about it. I, I had a chat to Mitch Hahn about it the other day and we both said that we haven't seen any footage from... Eight, nine, and ten since that happening because we just don't want to. That was I was going to ask that question in comparison to how many times you've seen bits and pieces of the 2016 grand final. How much have you seen of that? You've seen nothing of eight, nine, and ten. Wow. No, nah, no, nah, it's not a game that I'll sit down and, and go and watch willingly. Anyway, obviously after the game um, and leading into next season, there were certain reviews and, and footage that we'd we'd have to watch as a part of that. But there would I would not down and, and watch it from end to from start to end. The St Kilda one was the closest of the of the three margins in the in the prelim final of those three. Is that why or because that was the game that you actually thought you had in hand and that you could win and then that sort of last the rewalt thing at the end and that took it out of your yeah. hands. Yeah, well if you look at all three in eight, nine and ten, two thousand and eight up against Geelong, Geelong were always in front of us the whole game, we were surging in there. I think it was the third quarter where there was a very, very controversial free kick not given to, to Brad Johnson. Um, I actually kicked the ball to him and Max Rook cannon into the front of him, which looked to me to be a clear front-on contact. But um, we were surging at that point and, and it felt like we were getting into the game. But after that moment, Geelong just kicked away and, and the rest is history there. And 2009 felt like that was the year that we were ready. That game... Again, if we had a kick straight, if things had have gone our way, um, there was, again, some controversial decisions that didn't go our way. That one that one really, really hurt because it felt like that we weren't just in the game. It felt like that we should have we should have won that game. And then 2010 against the Saints, again, I mean, the Saints, they were, they were very, very good. And, and they'll probably, they'll, at the time, you look at it and maybe you could argue that they were better than us at the time. But we still had our chances. Uh, again, you kick straight and it changes changes the game completely. But, yeah, 2009 was the one that hurt the most for me. Did they wear you down? I mean, did did did, did 2008, obviously, when you said you lost to Geelong and, and they were in front all, all the whole game, 
Did that? Did that? Was that a, re, a, a different kind of mindset that you had when you went into two thousand and nine, as opposed to two thousand and nine when you went into two thousand and ten? I think the more prelims you play, especially consecutive, consecutively, so you just, I guess, you put more and more pressure on yourself to get that one more win to get into the grand final because you do so much work to get to a prelim. You don't want it to be for nothing. You, you want to cash in when you can and, and make those grand finals. So 2008 was a, a great effort by the, the, the club and the team. We, we were building for a long time and we were starting to see the reward for effort and to get into a prelim was, was pretty cool and pretty special. And, and after that year of falling short, you have to regroup and go again. And it is a long season. So then to get there again in 2009, you, just, you want to cash in. You want to be able to get the most out of it. And then to fall short really, really hurts. And then to do it again in 2010, it was a real kick in the gut in 2010. Um, and to rebuild, well, not rebuild, but to regroup after that and go again, it, it is hard because you, you, when you feel like you get so close, you're kicking yourself that you couldn't get that win. But it's what we do. As football players, you do. You regroup and you you reload and you get ready to go again. But unfortunately, we weren't able to get back up there um, for a little while. Out of those three campaigns, I think you and me, uh, you and uh, Pickers are the only two that actually played in the in the 16 grand final. Everyone else had yeah, either yeah. moved to another club or retired or whatever. And you said you spoke to Mitch Hahn the other day about it. You got redeemed. You got your redemption. What yeah. what what sense do you get from the from the Mitch Hans and the Lindsay Gilbys of the world that, uh, about how they feel about those three? They, does it hurt them more now than it does you? If you know what I mean? Oh no, it hurts all of us just as much. Yeah. I mean, we say we're lucky that we're able to get to the 2016 Premiership to, to make up for that, but nothing really makes up for those uh, for the eight, nine, and ten prelims. Um, you look at the, the teams that we have, we have, that we had back then, and it would have meant so much to get a, a premiership with that group of players because you look at that team and and there's players in that team that you would say deserve that that premiership, and the whole team does with all the work that they were able to to not not get that. Um, it, it really does. It still hurts, uh, but you know that's. That's footy, isn't it? That's, uh, only one team can win it throughout the year. But those guys that you spoke about, yeah, around coming in 2016, so proud, um, so happy for, for us, so happy for the club. So they, we tried our hardest in that nine and ten and weren't able to get there. But to get there in 16, like there is just as big a part of it as as you could pick O and I were yeah. because we laid the foundations for many many years to be able to build to get to that point. There's a there's a camaraderie and a and a bond that comes with being in a premiership team, which you now know, which you now have with with the uh, the the boys that you went into battle with in 2016. Do you have that with those boys from eight, nine, and ten as as strong, or have you got a sense of that at this stage? Oh, definitely. Uh, it doesn't even need prelims or grand finals to have that bond. I think that bond it, it develops and it's there as soon as you start playing football together the work that you need to do just to get onto a list and then the work that you need to do to play AFL and continue to play AFL and have a, a career in the AFL, it just bonds you all together. So catching up with guys that I've played, you know, no games with, one, two, 200 games with, um, you still have a very strong bond with them. You still see them. You still catch up like it was yesterday. You still talk about footy and what you did together. And it's 16 obviously makes it a lot easier to, to do that because you've got a reason to catch up each year 
you know, to celebrate what you were able to, to achieve as a as a team. But it's definitely still there for, for guys that you play with that you don't win finals or a grand final with. Yeah. The part of what makes you what you are and part of the reason why everyone loves you so much is that you are the eternal optimist. At the end of twenty <laughs> at the end of twenty ten when you'd been in three losing preliminary finals in a row, did you think it was ever gonna happen? Did you did you still have that belief inside you that the, that the club could do it, that you could do it, that you would be part of it? Every year I believed that we could do it. Every year you'd start the season off, you'd start pre-season off and believing that this is your year. And if you didn't, then there's no point turning up. There was no point doing the pre-season. There was no point rocking up to round one. If you didn't really believe that you could play finals and get into a grand final and win a grand final and that was my attitude going into every season from, from my first year uh, because that's what we're there to do. Um, and that's the, that's why we play footy. And if, you, if you're not positive about what you're doing, then what's the point in doing it at all? Yeah. And is the, is the reward that you get when you win a premiership, is it everything that now that you've had a bit of time to think about it, is it everything that you hoped it would be? Ah, oh, definitely. Definitely. I think... 2016, even more so because because of the obvious reasons that we had to wait so long for our second premiership to make so many prelims so many years before that and not get into a premiership. And the whole build-up to 2016, if you weren't a, a Sydney supporter, you were Bulldogs for the day. But it was just phenomenal. So to, to live that and experience that and go through that, uh, I don't think there'll be another uh, grand final like that for the Bulldogs, unless we have to wait that long again, which I sincerely hope we don't. But it was just incredible. Um, and to be a part of that, to run out on the ground and just the, the sound of the crowd, the smell of the grass, the, the playing the game, and then after the game, the, the feeling of you winning the, the premiership, you winning the flag, it was just so surreal. And it feels like now it was in the blink of an eye, it was over, but going through it at the time and I remember rolling on the grass hugging Ethan Wood like we're on the beach somewhere you know just <laughs> celebrating um, and then going up onto the, the podium and, and getting that medal from the odds kicker was everything I'd hoped for and more Yeah and do you still kind of you know when you think about or when you walk past Woody or, or one of the boys that you play with do you still kind of give each other a wink or a smile and go yeah you know we did that uh, yeah <laughs> When you, when you do catch up with those guys, you don't need to say much about it. You know, you know, we were able to be a part of something really special. Um, and that's what footy does. You, you have these memories with these, with all the players. And I've got that premiership memory with those guys and, and everyone on the list at that time. And, and all the years before that, there's other memories that I share with, with those guys, you know, and, and that goes with every footballer in, in their whole career. You, you share so many things over, such a long period of time. Everyone has a, a, a memory from the 2016 grand final that is theirs, that the one that they go, yeah, that that every time I think about that grand final, that's what I think of. For so many people, it's your tackle on Buddy. What's your moment in that game that, that plays in your head? Oh, there's, that was the 16 grand final. It was full of so many moments and so many memories. And we could sit here for hours talking and breaking down the game and talking about all of these moments, but there was one. There was one for me, and it was right near the end of the game. And it was Toby McLean um, lining up and uh, having a, a shot on goal. And the, the seconds pretty much are ticking down. But when you're out on the ground, you don't know there's seconds left. And 
I'm setting up our zone and getting the backs up and making sure people are in the right positions. And Ruffy, who's the ruckman, is in the completely wrong wrong position. And I'm yelling at him to go set up the zone, go over there. And he just turns to me and goes, stuff it, mate, we're premiers. <laughs> and I said to him, no, we're not yet. Get over there. Because I wasn't going to let it slip. There was seconds left that I... I just wanted it that bad. I didn't want any uh, any chance of it just slipping through our fingers. So that was that was my memory amongst you know so many memories um, during that game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's hopefully uh, we got some more to add to it uh, with the with the game against Melbourne. Uh, who knows? Exactly. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? Why can't it be us? Um, anything we've seen it before, absolutely anything can happen. Do you see shades of 2016 in the way this one's playing out? Yeah, definitely. There's there's definitely comparisons you can make to 2016 along the lines of even the injuries that were sustained throughout the whole year. And for a club to go through the injuries that we've had to, to be where we're at at the moment, I don't think there's any other club that could have done what we've done. So you've got that side of things. Being on the road, winning winning finals on the road at the opposition's home ground, you know, it's the same all over again. Just incredible, some of the comparisons. The, the, the biggest difference, I guess, with 2016 is we were able to, I guess, thrive on the momentum that we were building and to the point where you'd get that, uh, the, the crowd at training. You'd get the response. You'd drive into, into the ground, into training, and you'd see the houses painted red, white, and blue, the fences, the posters, and it, it really starts building that momentum and that excitement around the grand final. And I, I, the guys up in Perth, they won't be, they don't have that. They don't have that same sort of build-up. So they're getting the virtual build-up. They're getting messages of support, um, which is so important. And they can feel the support that we're sending them from here in Victoria um, to them all the way in WA. So they're, they're just feeding off that at the moment. But um, that would be the, the biggest difference. They're not getting that the physical uh, build-up like you did in 16. If, Everything's gone virtual. <laughs> if 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 you could if you could pass on you know one one bit of advice to to the playing group uh, about something that you learned from your experience in the prelims and in the and in the in the grand final, what would that be? Ooh. I think for me, it's to just go out and have fun, take it all in. It's a grand final, yes, but you don't get overawed by the the situation. It's go out there and enjoy yourself. Look at the crowd. Take it in the smell of the, the grass. Look around at your teammates. Don't worry about the result. Don't worry about it being a grand final. Go out there and have fun. Are they powerful, powerful words from Dale Morris? Let's now get into the nitty-gritty of the 2016 grand final and the final series and how it panned out from the point of view of Tory Dixon, who was really one of the stars of the Bulldogs lineup uh, in those games. Let's uh, see what he remembers about those golden days. Tory Dixon, your memories of 2016 must be uh, must be all sunshine, lollipops, rainbows, and and good feelings. Yeah, of course it was. It is hard to remember five years ago, but it's, there is a nice little spot at the back of the memory for, for that year. So it was, yeah, it was a, a fantastic month that uh, obviously resulted in a, a drought-breaking uh, premiership. So, yeah, definitely, definitely fun times that year. Your contribution in that finals campaign is, I don't think, written about enough. Uh, 10-6 you kicked in the four finals games, including three in the grand final. You must, I mean, from a personal point of view, you must look back on that and think, yeah, I did exactly what I wanted to do. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess that's, that's what I was paid to do, try and kick the goals. At the end of the day, I sort of tried to play my role to the best of ability, and as a forward, forward player, that's, you know, that's what you're taught to kind of do. I'm probably dirty that I did kick the six points, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> probably pride, pride myself on um, accuracy, and uh, yeah, to obviously get 16 shots in, in uh, four finals games is, is, you know, pretty pretty good effort, and um, yeah, I obviously did, did the job and did the roles I was supposed to do, and yeah, it ended up being a good result. For someone who kicked three times as many goals as he kicked points in his uh, entire career of 114 games, is there a secret to why you were such a dead-eyed dick? Uh, oh, it's a million-dollar question. I get this asked all the time. I wouldn't say, yeah, I would say no. Like I, I just, My process is, yeah, ball drop, um, look at where I'm kicking it, kick through the ball. It's pretty it's pretty simple, simplified in my in my mind, and yeah. so it's really hard to explain because I, I know that you know goal kicking for a lot of a lot of people is tough, and it's probably just a mental thing that you know you you think about it too much, and then you you, you lose the process. But to me, it's ball drop, kick through the ball, and uh, yeah, majority of the time, if you can get a couple of those things right, um, it's going to go through. So yeah, proud of proud of my accuracy and. Trying to trying to get my son to, to listen to me uh, that I can half kick a football, so <laughs> I'm getting there slowly. <laughs> Just showing the 181 goals and 61 points. That's uh, that's that's past Lockett and all those blokes. That's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, well, it's obviously something that I'll look back on and um, be able to, to tell him with the stat the stat wise, and I'm a bit more excited to see how he goes about him and the general yeah. improvement that he'll have along the way. So it's good that I can have a background and. Um, don't have to give him a kicking coach. I can, I can basically tell him, even though he doesn't really want to listen to me as much. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Hey, let's go through the finals. So the elimination final in Perth, that that first one uh, on the on the Thursday night, as it turned out, the club had had a week off from the Frio game. We lost that one. How was uh, how did how did were you feeling heading into that first week of the finals? Uh, well, finals is a different game. Like obviously, yeah, we did lose against Fremantle, and um, it's pretty tough old trip to go to Frio, lose, come back to Melbourne, have a week off and then head back to Perth. So it was quite daunting. But uh, I think the year before we'd lost in the first final and we'd, you know, gone very close to beating Adelaide. And I think the boys were more excited. It was just more of a, you know, no one gave us any hope to win. So when your backs are against the wall, I think, uh, you know, it's enormous by the group that, you know, you come together and you play those, the best football that you do when you're sort of up against it. So, um, which is, you know, much much like this year, to be totally honest. Yeah. We got some injuries back, and I think a lot of the boys got up and about and, and really thought, just let's just have a crack and enjoy it. And, and, yeah, you sort of saw the football that we sort of played, and we got a flying start, and, yeah, the rest is history. The why not us thing, did that start before the Perth game or after the Perth game? Oh, I think it would have started uh, well before the Perth game. It was, um, you go you go in with, um, with the thought, well, yeah, why can't it be us? of any final series and it, whether you finish first or whether you finished eight, I, I've always had the mentality that you can win it from anywhere. You just got to play four good games in a row and that's, and that's exactly what we did. So uh, yeah, it was, it was obviously exciting and, and obviously the momentum grew after, after that massive win in the first final. Yeah. Uh, no one's ever done it from seventh before. So you head to the MCG for a Friday night game against the Hawks uh, along the nemesis of the, uh, of the Western Bulldogs over the years for a long time supporter like myself and uh, did the job on them as well. Yeah, you look you look back at it and, and like that was probably, I wouldn't say the easiest game because we won the West Coast game quite convincingly as well. But it was it was daunting because obviously they'd won, uh, was it, is it three flags in a row? And yep. 
yeah, they were the they were the they were the team, and everyone just thought they'd come and knock us over like that. And I think we had a bit of a shaky start, to be honest as well. I know I was a bit shaky in front of the sticks. I'd missed two or three, and I, I think I kicked one that that night. And yep. um, oh my goodness, it was the biggest relief when I kicked that the the my first goal after my fourth shot or whatever. I was just like, thank goodness I got that one through. But the boys played amazingly, and yeah, we. Are. I feel like after sort of quarter time, we sort of settled things and we had the game in our control for the majority of the game and obviously came clear after half time. But yeah, it was fantastic. And, and the atmosphere there against, you know, the, the reigning premiers was uh, unbelievable. Then you head to Sydney to play GWS for a prelim final. And there's a lot of talk about prelim finals and, you know, what they mean to people and all that sort of stuff. Was it, was any of that uh, from your memory buzzing around in anyone's head about how difficult preliminary finals are? Oh, I wouldn't say so much in um, the playing by the players. For the players, it was you don't really sort of talk about oh we've lost this many and oh we haven't been able to get over that little hurdle. I think you know obviously players think a lot and um, would would be very well aware that um, drought breaking and um, it's been always that last little hurdle to get over the line. But you know we we went in with the same mentality of why not us and um, probably didn't have the the. Oh, how do I say it? We weren't we weren't the biggest fans of GWS, so if we ever really <laughs> wanted to get up for a game and uh, and beat a mob. It was uh, definitely them in their home at their home ground and <laughs> against them. So yeah, that was probably my favourite win out of out of the four. And in saying that, yes, the grand final was absolutely amazing as well. But it was just it was so close, and it was the atmosphere was unbelievable. And yeah, it was just it was something different. So. Must have been weird too. I mean, I wasn't there. I was watching it on telly, like you know, so many Bulldogs fans did. But an enormous amount of Bulldogs fans actually went to the ground. Yeah, I actually did a podcast with Bob and um, Woody just recently, and we, yeah. we spoke about the atmosphere as we were going out. And I don't remember as well. I remember coming out, and you sort of soak it all in, and it was just an absolute roar, all for the Bulldogs and booing for for GWS. It was just total contrast of um yeah obviously different states and you would you would think it was our home ground but it was amazing atmosphere and uh, after that I kind of blank everything out and sort of just focused on what I need to, to focus on which was I had a job that that night on um on Heath Shore so you know I, I straight went to the focus of uh negating him and looking after how I was going to play him and yeah it was it was a, a fantastic night for the football club, a fantastic night for everyone involved and, and even for the supporters that, uh, you know, to see the joy and the emotion of, of all them after the game was just, yeah, it was, it was a bit of an eye-opener. And a good night for yourself. I mean, you kick four goals in a prelim final, you'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I missed that last one. That's probably what sticks <laughs> in my mind, <laughs> the, the fifth yeah. one. So, no, yeah, I did. I obviously had a, had a role that night and uh, I guess I executed it very, very well. Um, I was planning to basically negate him and um, being a dangerous forward, um, you know, my role is to probably get dangerous off him as he probably won't give me as much respect as I, I probably should have deserved. And, yeah, and yeah I, I sort of and I cashed in on that. And, yeah, I was lucky enough to, to kick four. And, yeah, we we didn't have too many golf kickers that night. I think, I think Clay kicked four that night. Yeah, and, he did. Um, yeah, it was it was good. Uh, and it doesn't really matter who kicks them. We played a, a great team brand and I think there was one little nervous time, I think, in the last quarter where they got a couple goals up where I was just like, well, we need to kick the next one here. But, um, yeah, to the boys' credit, we, we fought it out. And so 
got our noses in front and, yeah, just everyone played a fantastic game and it was an unbelievable feeling. Can you remember being in the rooms after that game and kind of realising, was there a moment when the penny dropped for you that, shoot, I'm playing in the grand final next week? Yeah, I don't know. It was probably like my my mum and her partner, Jason, were basically came up to, to watch that game and, yeah, they came into the rooms after and um, and saw me and it probably that was probably the the time that it was sort of starting to go, wow, we're, we're in the grand final. I can't believe I've got there. Like, it's just, uh, that was when it's sort of starting to drop. Um, it's probably after after hours when you're getting all the texts from everyone and your phone's absolutely blowing up. That's another sort of time that you're reflecting going, oh my goodness, wow, we, this is, this is unbelievable. And that's, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to sort of remember it all. Yeah. Really, yeah, but it, yeah, it was an amazing feeling and yeah, it was, some, something will cherish forever that that feeling. So I'll, I'll be able to tell Riley in the years, years go by is, um, what, what I guess I achieved. Grand final week is is a bit of a, a whirl because there's so much going on, and you've got to, in the middle of all that, you're you're training for you know the biggest game of your life. What are your memories of grand final week in terms of was it an enjoyable experience or was it sort of head down bum up time? Oh, it was, it was a bit of both to be honest. Like yeah, you can't really go anywhere. Obviously, we hadn't won a premiership for a long time. Um, so even going coffee, I, I live out in Spotswood, so going to get coffee, going to get lunch, doing anything around the area, um, you were you were noticed. There was banners and posters and everyone wearing the colours. So it was, yeah, it was not really too easy to ignore. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a fantastic week. And, you know, I think that's the time where you can just soak it all up and just enjoy it, enjoy the moment. Obviously, the job's not done, but so you've got to really knuckle down, bum up, make sure you have a really good, week on the track and, and make sure everything you get everything right professionally. But, yeah, you, you'd be silly not to be have been soaking it up the whole week and, and that's exactly what we did. Did you get that moment when you got on the ground on the day to kind of look around the stands and see, you know, near enough to 100,000 people there and you're in the middle of that and, and have your kind of wow, I'm here moment? Yeah, no, I did. And probably later in the later in the game, I think the crowd must have came up, the, the crowd number, the, the 99, 981 or nine, yeah, it was very close, and that's probably when it's just like, oh my goodness, there's a hundred hundred thousand people here to, to see us, and and obviously that was another day where it was um, an overwhelming support for for us, and yeah, you, you, like I said, you just soak it in, you you go out there, you haven't been in this sort of situation ever before, and it's just a different game, but at the end of the day, it's just a, a game again. It's you know, you've got the process, you've got to get what you need to do, you you concentrate, you you plan, and and then yeah, you try and execute. So it's, it's yeah, it's hard to it's hard to go back all all those years ago and sort of put yourself in that moment. But yeah, they're fun moments that sort of come come to your head when you think about it. But when you look back and you you kick three goals, I mean, it was uh, early in the third quarter when you kicked the third goal. So you had three goals uh, in the bank. Uh, you know, halfway through the third quarter, that's a that's a nice way to look back on the game as well. Yeah, it's always nice as a forward to start well, and I'm pretty sure we started quite well. I'm um, I think Zane kicked the the first one, and I think I kicked one quite from from Lockie who passed me the ball um, on the fifty in the first quarter. So it's always nice to get an early one. Yeah, it was it was obviously a, a tough tough old uh, first quarter. I think it was low scoring, and uh, as as you'd expect, um, being a, a nice physical game and no one giving an inch. But yeah, no, it's obviously you look back. Yeah, three goals is. Yeah, it's fantastic and something I'll I'll look back on. Um, what else can I say? It was yeah. a fantastic day, and we'll, we were I think it was pretty close at half time as well. We might have only been a couple of points up, but there was never there was never a time that we really could relax or or you know know that we'd won it until 
near the end. Like I, I don't think there was one moment. I think the only moment that I could I can remember is when Pico kicked a goal in the last quarter that might have put us four or so goals up. Or uh, that was probably the only time I felt this is ours. Yeah. Have you watched it uh, at all uh, in terms of many times or at all? Um, I don't think I've actually turned it on and watched it the whole the whole game. Uh, obviously, Foxtel and replays are, are always playing and you might switch it on and go, oh, yeah, that, that's nice. And you might just watch it for a little five or ten minutes and ha- have a look. But, uh, I, I, you know, might give it a little bit longer and then uh, maybe sit down uh, with a with a vino and uh, watch the whole the whole game again. But yeah, no, nah, not the whole game. And where's the medal these days, Tori? The medal is locked away, or not really locked away. It's behind a um, a big cabinet, kind of, with my playing jumper and all the signatures on it, and then just a couple of little stats with I think the prelim and the and the grand final tackle wise, possession wise, and goal wise. So yeah, yeah nice, nice looking thing in the pool room. Beautiful. Good on you, mate. And, uh, well, hopefully there'll be uh, another lot of uh, Bulldogs Premiership players to join you after this uh, year's uh, grand final. Yes, we, we hope. It's been fantastic what they've done um, this final series. And, um, yeah, it's got that, that 2016 look about it. And, you know, I always knew the boys had that sort of play in them. Um, obviously, their last couple of games weren't to the, the standard that they would have liked, but um, they've quit. They've flicked the switch and uh, everyone's doing their part. And, yeah, it's going to be a really great matchup, obviously, against Melbourne and it's probably going to come down to the midfield. So they've won. They've both won one each. And, um, yeah, it's great. It's great to be able to watch from home. We'd love to actually get there. But yeah. um, it's obviously bringing a lot of joy and excitement to, to the fans and everyone at home that's sort of locked, locked at home in Melbourne and can't do much. So I know my son's uh, over the moon and um, my Mrs. Shalina's. Um, yeah, on the, on the bandwagon, and yeah, it's obviously <laughs> very very exciting time. So yeah, hope, hopefully another premiership. Well, thanks to Tory and to Dale Morris, and all I can say now is the 2021 Grand Final is just about upon us as you listen to this podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the two series. If you haven't heard the one before, have a listen to Doug Hawkins and Paul Hudson talk about the 1980s and 1990s finals campaigns we had, and let's hope that the 2021 finals campaign, the Grand Final that we're about to sit through and enjoy is exactly that, an enjoyable experience and one we'll be talking about for many years to come. I'm Kevin Hillier. Go doggies.